my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing good. Today, I'm going to be covering the next entry in the Grandparents Day series. And of course, that episode I'm choosing to focus on today is none other than season Full House Season 3, Episode 5, entitled Granny Tanny, which aired on October 20th, 1989. In this episode, Danny's mother comes for a visit and they learn that she feels she has no purpose because she's retired. So Danny tries to lift her spirits by pretending they need her help around the house. And it works. But when she goes out of control, the guys tell Danny he has to tell her they don't need her. So I always like to read the DVD case to kind of see which one I like better. Like sometimes the DVD case summaries are kind of hit or miss. All right, here we go. After Danny's mother retires, she decides to move on with her life by moving in with Danny. This one I like because it's short and sweet and right to the point. It doesn't, add, you know, toss in a bunch of details that really aren't needed. Alright, this episode's got a 6.9 on a 10 rating on IMDb, based on 203 ratings. So this episode, let's look at the cast list. Looks like the only guest star, of course, is Doris Roberts, playing Claire Tanner 2.0. In The Return of Grandma, in Season 1, she was played by Alice Hershon. And this Claire Tanner is definitely different, not just her appearance and the fact that it's a different actress, but her personality just seems different. Now, then again, if you look at Pam, uh, Pam, if we look at Claire Tanner's backstory, season one, she was married, living in Tacoma, Washington. Season three, she's divorced, living in Tacoma, Washington. So at some point... I don't know. I mean, because this Claire Tanner 2.0 is, is bubbly. He could just burst in there like, kiss me, you fools. Just It's like, wow, bubbly Claire Tanner. I just, wow. <laughs> Whereas it seemed like Claire Tanner 1.0 from season one is more, she's a sweet lady, but she's a little reserved. She's not all like, oh my gosh, give like, whoa, whoa, Grandma, slow your roll. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being bubbly and energetic, but it's just like vast night and day difference in the character. But then again, it's been, you know, roughly, what, a couple years? So, yeah. This is a fun episode. I like Granny Tanny. I get. I like that we get a little bit more backstory history into Claire Tanner. We don't get the mention of Danny's sister, who is the 
mother to cousin Steve from season one. We don't hear about her daughter Wendy, who had Ginger, and you know who we meet in season five. None of that. It seems like the sister part, the sibling part for Danny, is only to supplement the storyline when it needs it. Otherwise, he's pretty much an only child. So is Joey. Jesse's the only one of the three, the three guys that has a sibling, an actual sibling. So, <clears throat> this episode was directed by Bill Foster, Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Dennis Rinsler. Written by, as well as written by Mark Warren. Alright, I want to see real quick what other episodes of Full House Oh, Bill Foster passed away in 2011. That is so sad. 23 episodes, season 2 and 3 mainly. He directed season 2, episode 17, El Problema Grande de DJ. And the two-parter, Luck Be a Lady, parts 1 and 2, the season 2 finale. He also directed the season 3 opener, Tanner's Island, Back to School Blues, Breaking Up a Started Dude in 22 Minutes, Nerve for a Day, Granny, Tanny, Star Search, and they call it Puppy Love, Dr. Dare Rides Again, The Greatest Birthday on Earth, Aftershocks, Jess, or Joey and Stacy, and oh yeah, Jesse. No More Mr. Dumb Guy, Misadventures in Babysitting. 13 Candles, Mr. Egghead, Those Better Not Be the Days, Honey, I Broke the House, Three Men and Another Baby, Fraternity Reunion, and Our Very First Telethon. So, yeah, he directed a bit, practically a season's worth of episodes. So, looks like he pretty much a good, good chunk of, uh, gosh, I think he did... Almost all of season three he directed. All right, cool, cool. All right. All right, we got some trivia here, and then I'll get into the goofs if there are, and then I'll give in, get into my favorite part of the beginning of the podcast, the user reviews. You guys know how much I love those, and I think you guys love them too. All right, the one-minute version of the theme song is used in this episode. Season one had Alice Hershon playing Danny's mother, Claire Tanner. In this episode, she is played by Doris Roberts. Second appearance of Danny's mother, Claire. Well, actually, if you think about it, this is the final appearance of Claire Tanner. We don't see her again. All right. Goofs. When the family greets Claire, Michelle stands on Stephanie's left, but in one shot, she is standing in front of her. Well, it's clearly a continuity error. All right. So those are the goofs. And those are the the trivia. So let's get into my favorite part, which is the user reviews. All right. The first review gives us a 7 out of 10. This is from Mitch RMP. This was published April 13th, 2014. And it is titled... Move over, boys. Granny's moving in. <laughs> Danny is happy that his newly divorced retired mother is coming for a visit. If you watched season one, you'll remember that the actress playing his mother was much younger. I actually liked her better. This actress was way too cliche for my taste. I didn't seem Danny's mother with this kind of personality. Yeah, that's the thing too. I mean, you watch The Return of Grandma, you watch the pilot episode, 
his mother is just more down-to-earth and reserved feeling, whereas, like, yes, kind of, uh, I guess if you want to call Doris Roberts' version of Claire Tanner a cliche, just, you know, loud and bubbly and everything, and there's nothing wrong with that, but... So. <clears throat> I lost my place. <laughs> Let's see. I didn't seem... Danny's mother with this kind of personality. By the way, did you also notice how Jesse's parents just sort of drifted off into nothingness? Never to be seen or heard from again, as far as I can remember. Uh, the last episode you are going to see both of Jesse's parents together is going to be the wedding part two. You will see Nick Katsopoulos in the Fuller House mid-season, or was it the finale or the mid-season? I think it was the mid-season finale where they went to Tokyo for Steve's supposed wedding to CJ. Because someone's got to stay and watch baby Tommy. So I really wish I could have gotten the the actress who plays Irene. That would have been cool. Irene Katsopoulos. That would have been sweet. But maybe she wasn't available to do it. Maybe she's in poor health. Who knows? Maybe she just didn't want to. Alright. So Danny thinks he'll be doing the right thing by making her feel welcome. They trash the house, neatly of course, <laughs> and really make Grandma's day. She's so happy. In fact, that she decides to move in. Now, not only does Danny have to find a way to tell her she's not wanted to live under their roof, but that he doesn't like Brussels sprouts. Oh my goodness. And oh no, Michelle has now climbed out of her crib. It's time to ditch it for a brand new bed. Oh, how I remember that time. It was a bittersweet moment when my son did that very thing. And I remember the same rule. You climb it, you lose it. Really? Okay. And, and I'm not a parent, but Mitch clearly is. So, I mean, I don't know. Is that a thing? It seems like when your baby can speak full sentences, and if they can, like, physically climb out of a crib, without, hopefully without injuring themselves, it probably is time to move them to a toddler bed. I just love the relationship between Jesse and Michelle. I just love the relationship they have. It's so sweet. Oh, I like this review, and I do definitely agree with Mitch's points here. Of course, lest we forget, we can't forget, the ever-faithful Power Man Dance review also gives us a 7 out of 10. This was published March 1st, 2018. Titles in... Excuse me. <laughs> Featuring Doris Roberts. Doris Roberts takes over the role as Danny's mother, Claire. She comes to visit with everyone in the family, feeling for her that she's recently divorced and retired. To make her feel better, Danny gets everyone to make her feel needed when they manage just fine without her. That makes her feel good and decides to move in. Uh-oh, the subplot is Michelle getting out of her crib and into her first big girl bed. While Claire was played by a different actress in the first season, the replacement of Doris Roberts was well-suited. And the main story of Danny wanting his mom to feel better but doing too good of a job is something we can all relate to. I will always like this. Yes. 
you know, both both reviewers here do have mixed opinions on Doris Roberts. One likes her, one doesn't like her. I honestly feel she's kind of a bit of a mixed bag. I I do like that she's she's positive and she's upbeat and stuff, but maybe it can be a smidge cringeworthy. But that's just my own opinion too. I mean, you take your leave. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I like Claire 1.0. I like Alice's version of her just being, you know, reserved and everything. And Doris, nothing wrong with Doris Roberts. She's a great actress. Actually, now that I think about it, I think didn't... I gotta double check on this, but I think she, Doris Roberts, do we have an R.I.P.? We do have an R.I.P. for Doris Roberts. April 17th, 2016, she passed away. She was 90. Alright. Wow. I mean, that's... Wow. And Doris Roberts, I mean, she has been in so much other than Everybody Loves Raymond. If you remember from 1989, I watch every December National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And of course, Doris Roberts plays Frances, plays Beverly D'Angelo's mother. Of course, before I get into the podcast, before I get into the episode officially, I want to let you Tanner and Full House newbies where I want to let you know where you can listen to the podcast. Of course, if you're already listening to this podcast, you probably know you can listen to it on SoundCloud. You can listen to all the episodes on SoundCloud. You can listen on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on Podbean. And also... You can listen on the other two platforms I have, which are the Looking Back on My Wonder Years and Wonder Years podcast feed, or the Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast feed. So you have many different platforms to choose from. Also, places you can go to find the podcast on social media, on Facebook, just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. So all my Atlanta Holy Chalupas podcasts will pop up in the search bar. Also, OMHC FHFH Podcast or Full House Podcast on Instagram. Twitter is OMHC Full House. And if you'd like to send an email, you can do so at OMHC FHFH Podcast at gmail.com. The Email address, I always put it in the episode description so that way you guys have it right there physically in front of you. Of course, lastly, I always like to let you know if you're a new listener, welcome aboard the Tanner Train. And for you regular listeners out there, if you haven't yet, I mean, I would love, you know, I don't ask for money. I don't do Patreon. I don't want to do that to my listeners. I don't want to do that to you guys. The only thing I ask in return is something that's simple, easy, and free. You can just jump on the iTunes, go to the All My Lanta, Holy Chulupa's Full House Fuller House podcast, and leave a review. You know, give it five stars if you want. Tell me what you love about it, who your favorite character is. You can even do the guess this character, guess this episode. Somebody actually did do that right around last Christmas. No, actually, no, I'm sorry. It was actually back in June when this last half of season five of Fuller House came out. And I was, oh, that was hard, I tell you. I mean, there's some that are kind of easy, but it's just like, oh my goodness, some of these are just wow. <laughs> But yeah, I definitely had fun. I mean, if you guys want to try to trump me, uh, trump me, 
yeah, uh, trip me up with some Full House, Fuller House trivia. I mean, I am game. I am ready. I do consider myself 100% a Full House fanatic. I know my stuff. As far as Fuller House, most of the episodes I've only watched probably about once, unless I'm covering an episode for the podcast. So, Alright, that being said, let's jump in to Granny Tanny. But first, you know, we always do... We always do the little treat, the little nugget we get before the actual episode, the cold open. We gotta do that first. Let me guess, I bet it's gonna be a Michelle bit. What do you think? It might be. We'll find out. So, of course, the cold open involves Michelle and Stephanie. We go into Stephanie and DJ's room. Stephanie's on her bed. She's reading a book about animals. Michelle comes in, and I gotta say, if Michelle's two years old, or going on three at this point, and she's got lace-up shoes, I think this is a bit... I don't I don't know. It depends. What do you think? Do you think that three-year-olds should have lace-up shoes? Do you think they should have, you know, the Velcro shoes? What are your opinions on that? Because I think... As often as, you know, shoes come untied on an adult, I rarely, I think I own one pair of shoes that are tennis shoes that have laces. The rest are all slip-ons because I was like, I can't deal with laces. So, yeah, I, I just think she really should have Velcro. There's, it's kind of funny because Stephanie is having to retie Michelle's shoes for her. And I'm just thinking of the episode in season six, Subterranean Graduation. I think it was Subterranean Graduation Blues. Anyway, uh, where Jesse is going to be graduating from night school, getting his diploma finally. They're on the subway. And anyway. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Not that one. Not that one. I'm sorry. Educating Jesse is the one that I'm thinking of. I believe that's also from season six. Anyway, <laughs> he goes back to night school and the side plot is Michelle is learning to tie her shoes and just having difficulty. So it's kind of funny how later on this little cold open feature is going to be a side plot in a future episode. And it's also kind of funny how there's a, I can't remember what episode it's from, but Michelle is talking about how uh, she has laces on her shoes. And Nikki and Alex are like, so we have Velcro. Uh-huh. Cause, oh, because she's like, at least I could tie my own shoes. I'm like, so we have Velcro. <laughs> Stephanie is really jumping the gun here. Because she's like, you're going to learn to tie your shoes all by yourself. Okay. I don't know, I mean, unless maybe a two-year-old can be proficient enough to be able to tie shoes on, though. But maybe that could even be asking a bit much. Because I remember my biggest problem when it came to shoes wasn't so much the tying. It was to making sure they were on the right foot. Because I'd always, like, have to take them off and, like, look at the, uh... The side of the shoe to see the way that it curves inward. Like, okay, clearly this goes on the right foot. I do remember a time when I was learning to tie my shoes. I was probably about five or six years old. 
And it was before school. I was sitting in the living room. I remember because the sun was shining through the kitchen window and it would shine onto the living room carpet just at the... Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. And I remember because my mom was there. And I'm like, Mom, look, look, I'm, I'm doing it. I think I tied my shoe. Because she's like, you're not going to school until you learn how to tie your shoes. And I think I had gotten it. But by the time she turned around, I had like messed up again. <laughs> so yeah oh my goodness <laughs> I am just thinking because Stephanie's bending down tying Michelle's shoe saying alright pay attention and she starts off about saying how first the rabbit crosses the stream like that I love how we get a close up shot of Stephanie's hands tying Michelle's shoe they zoom right in on the laces and shoe and she's kind of narrating as she's tying the shoe saying and then he goes over the log and around the tree and through the hole and voila like voila voila you have rabbit ears now can you get the other one tied michelle's like no problem and she turns around say joey help joey help <laughs> but i was just laughing about this song because <laughs> i'm just thinking about remember how Danny and Stephanie just got into this argument about the song like over or under around the tree. Oh my gosh, is that it's like the similar song only like the lyrics are different. And of course, Becky had her own which is Bunny Boy Bunny Boy and there's just big dilemma about like which song was better to tie your shoes to. <laughs> this was a cute little cold open. I liked it. Stephanie ends that clip with saying, kids today, they have it way too easy. And I like how for a while, you know, the name Stephanie is a bit much for a toddler, but I like how she comes in and calls her Steffi. Oh, it's so cute. And that was a cold open. It was adorable. I liked it. It was a teachable lesson. Don't put toddlers in lace shoes unless you're prepared to constantly be retying them all the time. Alright, we come out of the intro. We are in Jesse's room. We see him under his faux fur blanket. And just seems like he's kind of just rearranging, like, moving around under there. And Michelle comes in. I love how she climbs on his amp to get onto his bed. Because <laughs> it's a bit, that bed is, is high up. You know, it's got a box screen and it's got a mattress. And, I mean, but hey, if she can crawl out of her crib, 
And that's, you know, high up that rail. Then she can get on that bed. So Michelle climbs on to Jesse's stomach and pulls down his faux fur blanket. And it's like, good morning! And of course, Jesse's sleeping on his back. I, You know, that's the thing. When I wake up, I'm normally, I think I'm like either on my stomach or on my side. I'm not on my back. Oh, she's like... Look alive! He's like, oh my gosh, Michelle, what are you doing? He's like, oh, Michelle, it's too early to look come alive. What What do you want? And Michelle is excited because it's like, Grandma comes today! He's like, yes, yes, I get it. Grandma comes today. Thanks for the bulletin. Now go back to your crib and go to... And he realizes, it's like, why aren't you in your crib? Oh no, he asked, who let you out of your crib? And she's like, I let me out. He's like, so let me get this straight. You climbed over the bars and got down by yourself. And she sticks her thumb on like, you got it, dude. So I'm trying to think. Have we heard you got it? I, I'm, I'm not covering these episodes, you know, episode by episode and randomly. I'm just trying to think when the first you got it, dude came around. I don't think this is it. It could be it, but I'm having my doubts. I mean, if your baby is speaking in full sentences at this point, and she's like almost three years old, it might be time to move her to a big boy, you know, move him to a big boy bed, move her to a big girl bed. Especially if they're climbing over it themselves. I mean, back, I mean, that's why I remember like how many baby cribs have been recalled. I mean, especially ones that came out in the 80s and the 90s. I mean, it's, you gotta be careful with that. You know, kids can get their leg caught in there, their foot caught in there, and it's just a horrible, horrible problem waiting to happen. Jesse is like shouting, jailbreak! And he gets out of bed shouting for Danny and Joey. And I love, I gotta say, John Stamos looks dang good in that black tank top and he's wearing sweatpants. But of course, he says, Michelle, come here. Now, you know how this works, all right? You want to your crib, you scream your head off until somebody comes and gets you. And she's like, no way, Jose. Like, uh, I'm a big girl. Yeah, she ain't waiting for you guys to get up. It's like, you know how it works in this house. You want out of your crib, you scream your head off until someone lets you out. Capiche? And she's like, no, Capiche. I'm a big girl. It's like, yeah, she's not going to wait for somebody to come and get her. Danny, of course, runs across the hall to Jesse's room. Like, Jesse, what's going on? It's morning. And, of course, Jesse's like, well, don't tell me. Tell her. She climbed out of her crib all by herself. Danny's just like, oh, you did? Oh, what a big girl. You know what this means? It means you're ready for a big girl bed. Aww. I love that he, like... Sits down on the bed beside Michelle. He's like, you know what this means, you little spider baby? Oh, I love that. He's like, you are ready for your very own big girl bed. And just, I love Michelle's look of just, <gasps> and granted, she's looking at who's ever, you know, delivering the lines for her. And I just love, like, jaw dropping. <gasps> wow. <laughs> and Jesse finally gets on board, like, wow, your very own big girl bed. Big girl high five. All right. It's cute. I just, I love how they are with Michelle. I like Michelle when she's this age. <laughs> so 
So DJ pops her head in just to say, Grandma's cab just pulled up. And Dane's like, oh, Grandma's here early. All right, let's go. And I love how Mitchell calls her Granny Tanny. And that's the title of the episode. I like that. Granny Tanny. Step on his knees. Good morning. <laughs> Make a lie. Michelle, it's too early to be alive. What do you want? Grandma comes today. Yes, Grandma comes today. Thanks for the bulletin. Now go back in your crib and go to. Who let you out of your crib? I let me out. You mean you climbed over the bars and jumped down all by yourself? You got it, dude. <laughs> Jailbreak! <laughs> Danny! Michelle, Michelle, come here. Come here. Now, you know how it works in this house. If you want to get out of your crib, you stay there and scream your head off until someone lets you out. Capiche? No, Capiche. I'm a big girl. <laughs> Jesse, it's Saturday morning. Don't tell me. Tell her. She climbed out of her crib all by herself. You did? <laughs> oh, you know what this means, you little spider baby? Mwah. You are ready for your very own big girl bed. <laughs> your very own big girl bed. Big girl five. All right. Hey, Dad, Grandma's cab just pulled up. <coughs> Grandma's here early. Let's go. Granny, Granny. So the doorbell's ringing. We got Jesse. Danny's holding Michelle. He's behind Jesse. DJ and Steph are right behind Danny. It's like, here come the troops. They're all, it's a, it's a cavalry. They're coming to answer the door. Because Joey, of course, has got his Michigan jersey on. And he's coming out of the kitchen. Oh, he's eating an apple. It looks like a Granny Smith apple, possibly, because it's the green one. I thought at first, like, oh, he's eating a don't. No, that's, a, that's an apple he's eating. And... <laughs> Joey's like, boy, this family does everything together. So, door pops open. Doris Roberts is Claire 2.0. She's got her purse on her shoulder. She's like, here's Granny, arms wide open, ready for hugs. <laughs> we see where Danny gets, he's a lean, mean hugging machine. They're all like, Grandma, hi! Oh, this is where she leans down and puts her hands at her knees and like, kiss me, you fools! <laughs> Oh my goodness. She's crazy, but I love her. So she kisses the girl. She kisses, you know, Jesse and Joey. And she turns to Danny. She's like, my baby. And Danny's like, my mommy. Like, oh, adorable. She is so full of life and energy. And it's like, it's seven in the morning. She is raring to go. She's like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. <laughs> wow. Who's got that energy in the AM? <laughs> I guess she hasn't seen the girls in a bit. because, Or maybe she's just surprised that Michelle's gotten so big. Or she can actually talk now. And she kind of leans down and is like, oh, who is this big girl? And I love Michelle's response. Like, I'm Michelle Tannel. Oh, Michelle Tannel. Oh, Cutie patootie. Because Claire's like, oh, you're way too big to be Michelle Tanner. Michelle's like, it's me. It's my nose. And she points to her nose. 
And Stephanie wastes no time jumping in there and just grabbing Claire by the hand, like dragging over over the couch. Like, Grandma, come here. Sit down. We have a big surprise for you. So of course, Stephanie asks Daniel, like, Daddy, is it okay to give her the present now? And he's like, well, be kind of cruel not to after that. <laughs> so, yeah, Danny's sitting on the arm of the couch with Michelle in his lap. DJ takes the gift, which looks like a really nice wooden box. Really thin. It looks like, like an art set, definitely. And it's got a red bow on it. And, of course, Grandma's being like, oh, you didn't have to get me anything. Yes, they got her a paint set. I guess she likes to paint. Cool. Danny, of course, lets her and us know in honor of Claire's retirement after 30 years in the stationary supply business, which is interesting because clearly definitely would have at some point gone out of business now with, you know, people just getting greeting cards from their local grocery stores or, or wherever. I mean, I'm not saying she owned her own stationary supply business. Or maybe she did. I don't know. Maybe. Oh my gosh. What if she did do that? She like made her and sold her own greeting cards. Either for companies or maybe she had her own little shop in Tacoma. Because, you know, they got her a paint set and everything. Maybe I don't know. Maybe she was an artist and just loved making her own greeting cards. But of course, it's like, oh, happy golden years, Claire. And Jesse's clapping. They're all clapping. But of course, now Claire's depressed. Like, oh, golden years, yes. She's like, oh boy. And I'm like, okay. And luckily, Danny is able to change the subject fast. Like, hey, let's go get breakfast ready. Maybe this has just been something that's been weighing on Claire's mind for a while. Maybe she didn't want to retire, but circumstances kind of made her retire and she doesn't feel... This is basically an episode about her not feeling useful or wanted now because, you know, she's been an empty nester for eons. She's now divorced. She's living on her own for the first time. You know, she had a job that kept her busy and gave her something to get out of bed in the morning. Now she doesn't even have that. So... I mean, you kind of feel bad for her. I mean, she is looking for a sense of purpose. Oh, before Danny mentions about breakfast, DJ, like, grasps onto this Claire, Claire's quietness. Like, oh, what's the matter? You don't like your gift? Oh, sweetie, it's not a matter of her not liking the gift. I'm sure she loves it. It's just the idea of, you know, her being retired and being by herself. She doesn't feel like she has a sense of purpose right now. She's like, I how she grabs DJ's chin and is like, oh no, sweetheart, I love it. It's beautiful. And she's like, I'm going to take it down to the park and paint pictures of people who are painting pictures of me. Oh, she says, paint pictures of other retired people who are painting pictures of me. Which makes me think of the season 8 opener and the theme song where Michelle is having her uh, portrait done. It's not a caricature portrait, but... It just makes me think of that. So Danny, of course, like, oh man, we should have just bought her some perfume. Okay, so now she does say, now that I'm divorced, she is the one who brings up that she's divorced. She says, and my kids, and she does say kids, as in more than one, you know, have grown up. She says, and I'm retired. My life went from get up and go to why get up? But yeah, she's definitely feeling a sense of loss and a lack of purpose. Maybe if you've been doing, you know, that for 40 plus years or more, 
and all of a sudden just have that free downtime to just, you know, lay around or just do what you want, it's kind of probably hard to, like, want to, you know, try to get back into a routine and just find things to fill up your days and your time and everything. Especially if you're, you know, an empty nester, you don't have kids anymore, and you're, you know, you're in Washington, and you're divorced from your husband, you're living on your own for the first time since you, before you got married, that's gotta be an adjustment. And not to mention, she doesn't, probably doesn't have any other family nearby. I mean, her closest relative is probably her son, you know, in San Francisco, so... Danny, of course, kind of pats her shoulder, like, Mom, don't worry, you're gonna find something fun to do with your time. Come on, Claire! You're right there, Mom! Come on, come Grandma! Boy, this family does everything together. <laughs> Here's Granny! Hey! Kiss me, you fools! Uh, Hi, Grandma! Hi, Claire! Hi, Claire. Mm. See ya. Get your bags. My baby. <laughs> My mommy. <laughs> oh, oh, look, I've got lipstick to pull up. Here, let me get that, honey. <laughs> okay, Mom. Uh, I couldn't wait to get here. I am so pumped. <laughs> well, look at this. Who is this? Big girl right here. Michelle Tanner. You're way too big to be Michelle Tanner. It's me. It's my nose. <laughs> Grandma, come sit over here. Oh, okay. We've got a big surprise for you. <laughs> Daddy, can I give her the present now? Well, after that, it would be cruel not to. <laughs> here, Grandma. Oh, you didn't have to get me anything. <laughs> a paint set. In honor of your retirement after 30 years in the stationary supply business. Happy golden years, Claire. Yay. Oh, that's depressing. Golden Thanks, years, Joy. Huh? Oh, boy. What's the matter? You don't like your gift? <gasps> oh, no, my sweetheart. I love it. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to take it down to the park and paint pictures of other retired people who are painting pictures of me. <laughs> I knew we should have bought perfume. <laughs> Honey, no. I'm sorry. I just said... Well, now that I'm divorced and my kids have grown up and I'm retired, my life went from get up and go to why get up. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Mom. You're going to find something fun to do with your time. And i got to keep in mind, like, this is a Saturday, and she's, like, stuffing them with pancakes. And we all know pancakes are very, very, they're very, very filling because, you know, they're bread. And I can imagine, like, after a couple pancakes and something, she's like, I got more batter left. Who wants more pancakes? And everyone's just like, oh, I can't move from this chair. And they haven't even finished their OJ. And everyone's groaning. Clearly, she takes it as, oh, well, they're, they're happy. They're filled up. So everyone gets up and starts picking up their place settings. And she's like, no, 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 sit down. Everybody, sit, sit. I will do the dishes. Danny gets up and is like, no, 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 Mom. We will do the dishes. Why don't you take Michelle upstairs and settle in? Aw. Aw, that's right. Well, I, I was just saying, where's she going to sleep? Michelle's room? They're going to put an inflatable mattress in there? It was definitely out of the doldrums because she was like, it is so nice to feel wanted. Just 
you know, she's making a meal and just, she just feels, you know, she's not by herself in Tacoma. She's with her son and, you know, her grandkids and her and family and stuff. And she's just, it definitely, honestly, being with people sometimes, sometimes, honestly, if you think about it, does be, being by yourself. I mean, yeah, definitely you want your alone time, but sometimes it is nice to be around other people, you know, in happy circumstances. I mean, when I went from living on my own to living with Jeremy and his mom, it felt nice to come home after a day of work and just have someone to ask, hey, how was your day? How's it going? What's going on with you? You want to watch a movie? We'll watch a movie. Want to watch TV? Hey, we're making dinner. What do you want? You know, just, it just, it felt comfortable. It felt nice. Instead of coming home to an empty apartment where it's just you. So Claire picks up Michelle to take her upstairs and she looks around at the family sitting at the table and says, hey, you all hang tight because lunch is not far away and everyone's just like, oh, I haven't even digested these pancakes yet. Oh. Here's the thing. I think when we ate at I have this, like, everyone is like, you know, I'm not really stuck. Granted, we were having dinner, but it's like pancakes, honestly, or for any type of bread stuff, is a filler. It fills you up. And I was just thinking, you know, when we were driving to get down here and just, you know, when you're driving, it's like, you're not really doing anything. You're just sitting there. And you're not building up an appetite. Because a lot of the times during, you know, the trip on the way down here, I was like, you know, it's getting close to lunchtime or it's getting close to dinner. It's like, I'm not starving for anything. I mean, yeah, we had snack foods and what have you, and it's not like I was burning through those or anything, but it's like, ugh. Uh, Jesse gets up. He's like, alright guys, let's clear the dishes. Danny is one who's like, hey guys, do me a favor. Stop cleaning. And they're all, because at this point, Danny is the master cleaner. He is Mr. Clean Incarnate. And they're all kind of like, Danny, are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, dude, you just told your mom, don't do the dishes because we'll do them. Now you're saying, don't do them? Like, just let this mess, mess sit right here. DJ's the one to put a hand at Danny's forehead and say, Dad, are you feeling alright? He's like, yes, but did you see how my mom was cheered up? I mean, she loves doing stuff for us. So why don't we let that feeling continue? Let her, you know, clean the house. Let her, you know, do the dishes. Make the meals for us. She's feeling like she's useful and she's happy. Why take that feeling away from her? And of course, it's like, hey, kind of dirty up the house. And Jesse and Joey get the little devil horn, you know, fingers. Like, oh, he's like, but clean it nicely, okay, guys? And Jesse and Joey are like, oh, he will. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. You guys, us players. A little battle left. Who wants more pancakes? Oh. oh. No. <laughs> Well, that is music to a grandmother's ears. <laughs> no, 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 sit down, everybody. Come on, sit, sit, sit. I'm going to do the dishes. Mom, we'll do the dishes. Why don't you take Michelle upstairs and settle in? It is so nice to feel wanted. <laughs> okay, come on, my sweet angel. Here we go. The rest of you guys, hang tight, because lunch is not far away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Let's clean the dishes. Guys, do me a favor. Stop cleaning. Just let this mess sit right here. Dad, you feel 
feeling okay? Yes. Did you see how my mom was cheered up? She loves taking care of us. I say we spend the weekend trying to make her feel like we really need her. Like we can't get along without her. But we really can. But we'll make it look like we can't. You want us to lie? Daddy, I'm shocked. Uh, no, honey, I don't want you to lie. I want you to make believe. Let's all make believe that we're just too busy to cook, clean, and take care of you girls. I don't get it. Let me see if I get it. In order to help Grandma, you want us to make believe we can't clean our room? Exactly. I still don't get <laughs> Make believe you get it. If it'll help you and your mom, I'm happy to do what I can. Come on, Joseph, let's go trash the living room. Yeah, let's trash it real good. Uh, guys, please, trash it neatly. Right. Danny, I have never seen you leave a mess this long. Well, you know how it is. Jesse and Joey got to work, and I've got errands to run, and, well, you know, sometimes it's just hard to keep up. Yeah. Wait till you see how messy our room is going to be. Huh? <laughs> Isn't she an airhead? <laughs> Yo. Come on, honey, do what you have to do. I'm going to clean the house this morning, and then I'll spend the afternoon with my granddaughters. Oh, you are the best, Mom. Oh, thanks. Oh, Mom, uh, one more thing. Mm -hmm. i got to pick out a new bed for Michelle. You got any ideas? <gasps> yes. Let me pick it out. You're the boss. <laughs> oh. You are the best boy. You are the best mom. No, you are. You are. No, I love you. <laughs> as much as I love you. I love you more. I bet you don't. So, when Danny says, I want my mom to feel like we really can't get along without her, even though, yes, we really can. And Stephanie's like, you want us to lie to Grandma? I don't know how I feel about that. So, any assurance is like, it's not really a lie. It's just, we're trying to make her feel better. I mean, so how is that a bad thing? Of course, Jesse and Joey volunteer to trash the living room, but it's like, trash it nicely, please. Like, oh, we will. And of course, the girls are going to make their room look like a tornado went through it. So, yeah. So, Claire comes downstairs from tending to Michelle, and she's like, Dandy, I've never seen you leave a mess so long. What's, what's going on with that? It's like, oh, well, you know, I mean, Jesse and Joey got j their jobs and things going on. I got to work. You know, sometimes it's just hard to, you know, keep track and ke keep up on stuff. And she's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll take it. I'll take care of everything here. Don't worry about it. And then I'm going to spend the afternoon with my granddaughters. And Danny's like, you know, Mom, um, I got to pick out a, a bed for Michelle. Do you have any ideas? And she's immediately she's like oh let me i have the i i, I want to do this just i have the um it's almost like yeah she had the in her mind she probably already knew what type of bed oh, it's just so cute how oh, danny and his mom are like i love you i love you more not any more than you love me but it's just oh you are the best but you are the best mom. it's like oh my gosh you too i'm getting a cavity here <laughs> so now 
Looks like they got the bed. It's a pencil bed that we all come to know and love. I love this bed. I would love it even more if instead of the pencils on the ends, they were stacks of books. That would be great. Looks like the girls all went to the zoo again? Wow, they were just there two seasons ago. How about that? From the zoo. <laughs> Thanks, Grandmom. I thought I had fun before, but now I know how much fun fun can really be. Oh, <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> oh, good. They delivered the bed. It looks terrific. Oh, and it's a great choice, Mom. <laughs> Thanks, no one picks out a pencil bed quite like you, Claire. <laughs> Got that grandma touch. <laughs> well, let's hope Michelle likes it. Oh, I don't see what she Bring her in. My bigger bed. There you go, kiddo. Oh, <laughs> she's gonna start jumping on it. That's up those springs. Whoa, 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 jumping bean. Give your grandma a kiss for buying you a new trampoline. Thank you, Granny Ken. Granny Ken. I am in grandma heaven. <laughs> Come on, you guys. I am going to cook you such a dinner, you're going to think it is Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Yes, oh, oh. <laughs> And breakfast. All right, little munchkin. You enjoy your new bed, but no more jumping up and down, okay? Okay, Uncle Jesse. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Check out in the hall. No one's there. Shut the door. You gonna jump on the back? Yeah. Trampoline. Hello. You're jumping up and down on the bed, young lady. <laughs> the truth. I'm gonna tickle it out of ya. <laughs> oh yeah, the one thing that uh, Stephanie says, oh wait till you see how messy our rooms are gonna be, Grandma. And she goes upstairs. And I love to just say, she's such an airhead. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah. She brings the girls back from the zoo, and Stephanie's like, you know, I thought I had fun today, but now I know, just by going to the zoo, how much fun I really had. I mean, you have no idea. I'm just like, oh my goodness, you silly kid. And the guys are like, the bed is, because she's like, oh, the bed was delivered. It looks as great as it looked in the catalog. And Joey's like, yeah, no one picks a pencil bed out like you, Claire. It's like, oh, so they have, you know, DJ bring Michelle in, and Michelle's like, my big girl, Ben! She races right over to it and just starts jumping on it. So before Claire leaves the room, she turns to them and says, I am going to make you such a dinner, it's going to feel like Thanksgiving. And everyone just kind of looks at each other and says, oh, like we're still digesting lunch and breakfast. <laughs> I love how when Claire pops her head back in after hearing them groaning and egg, <laughs> she's just like, what was that? It's like, oh, yum, yeah. <laughs> so they all leave. Michelle, of course, is like on her bed. And Jesse's like, all right, enjoy your bed, but no more jumping, okay? And she's like, okay, Uncle Jesse. So as soon as he leaves, she runs to the doorway. 
pops her head out, looks both ways in the hall. No one's there. Turns around, shuts the door, and just jumps on that bed. It's like, up, oh, <laughs> just jumping up and down like it's a trampoline. Of course, Jesse catches her, and it's like, were you jumping on your bed, young lady? She's like, oh, me, and he grabs her and tickles her. <laughs> Now we are in the kitchen, it is dinner time, and everyone is just stuffed to the gills with food. Like, that is too much food. That is too much. I mean, I've heard of three square meals a day, but wow, that is... I couldn't do it. I don't need every meal to be, like, Thanksgiving heaping, like... Sir oh my gosh, it's just... I mean, I get it, but... Cut down on your portions, Claire. <laughs> That's another thing. I mean, if she's looking for stuff to do, why not, like, donate, you know, um, volunteer your time at, like, an animal shelter or, um, a soup kitchen or a food pantry or something to, you know, give back in, in, in other ways, you know, or sign up to be, you know, a tutor or something. I don't know. I don't know. Just something where... I don't know, because I can imagine eventually, like, her presence, as nice it is, as it is, is going to become stifling really fast. I mean, I get, you know, some people can, honestly, they can only be play for so long before you start to press buttons that it's like, okay, I, it's like, when you're with someone and it's great, now, but after a couple of days, it's like, okay, you need to separate, like, I need my me time. I need to be alone for a little bit. <laughs> So, it's dinner time. Stephanie, of course, remarks, like, oh my gosh, I can't remember when we had such delicious food. And DJ is like, I can't. It was lunch. It's like, that is so much food to be digest. I, my God. It's like she's feeding them enough food to keep them going for a week in the course of 24 hours. Of course, here we go. We get to the Brussels sprout. Thing between Danny and his mom. So she's like, Oh, how do you like those Brussels sprouts, Danny? And Danny is just like, Oh, mom, steamed to perfection as usual. And the thing is, uh, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen the episode. <laughs> I've honestly never been a fan of Brussels sprouts. I hear, like, Oh, like, you put them in butter, and then you, uh, or you can grill them, salt them up real well. Now, I'm, like I said, I've never actually had Brussels sprouts, and I'm just going based on the fact that I'm not a huge, the only vegetable I really like is green beans and green bean casserole. I mean, I can eat green beans without being in a green bean casserole, but, uh, pretty much the only but I mean and cauliflower of course love cauliflower cauliflower casserole cauliflower with Velveeta cheese on top broccoli I'm not a big fan of now I mean if someone like did a Brussels sprout up where they like you know grilled it soaked it in butter put some salt on it I'd be you know I'd, I'd try it you won't even have to pay me to try it I'd try one bar Brussels sprout any of you out there want to do that for me, I will eat one Brussels sprout and try not to make faces as I do. 
As soon as Claire's back is turned, Danny puts it in his mouth and he takes it right. He's like, oh, here you go, Michelle. He's like, here, you eat it, Michelle. So he takes the Brussels sprout that he just had in his mouth. He's like, here, honey, you have this. She's like, yuck. So Claire kind of wants to hear about everyone's day. She asks the boys, Jesse and Joey, like, hey, you guys writing commercials today? Jesse, of course, is like, uh, yes. And Joey's like, uh, no. And the fact that, um, because Claire was, you know, taking the girls and everything to go to the zoo and whatnot, because Danny's like, well, I got work stuff to do, Jesse and Joey, you know, they are writing commercials. So that's probably why she was asking, like, hey, how did it go on the, the commercial writing and everything? Like, oh. But Je- Jesse, of course, stands up like, oh, well, I mean, we couldn't have done it without you, Claire. I mean, being here and helping out. He's like, well, I'm glad to help out. If you guys want me to stay a little longer, I'm available. I mean, yeah, she's got nothing to rush home to. She doesn't have a job. She doesn't have a pet to take care of. She doesn't have a husband anymore to wait on or, you know, take care of or be with or whatever. So, it's like, yeah, I mean, hey, that's a great idea. Why rush back home? They, but the guys are just going with what Danny said is just make her feel wanted, make her feel useful, make her feel like we can't do without her. And they're going to, they're doing this so well to the point where she's like, why even go back to Tacoma at all? I can just move in here. I mean, Jesse and Joey, you're grown men. You guys can move out and start your lives. But then again, now we feel like it's worked too well. We just wanted to make her feel useful and happy and everything like that, and that she matters. But now it's kind of like disrupting the flow of, no, we all became a family together, just, you know, us. We don't want to disrupt that. There is a lot of kissing of Doris Roberts' cheeks with Jesse and Joey. It's like kissing, hugging all around. I wouldn't be surprised if Doris Roberts said, oh, that... John Stamos, what a cutie patootie. He, of course, is like, you know, I don't know how we'd survive without you. And she is just, I mean, Claire is just aglow with, you really mean it? Because she really just, she needs this. She needs this validation. And I just, I feel bad because they're setting her up this whole time. It's like, yeah, they like her being there and visiting, but the fact that you amped it up so much is kind of cruel. Like, oh, joke's on you, Claire. We didn't really need you as much as we said we needed you. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we really like having you here. And she and Claire's like, well, okay, great. I mean, if you guys really need me here, I guess the only logical thing would be for me to move in. So yeah, this whole thing kind of blows up in their faces. This is not what they wanted. Danny's like, move in? Here? She's like, yeah, sure. I mean, as an adult, I mean, we like our parents and stuff like that, but we also like our space and our adult time. It's nice when a parent comes to visit, but then again, it's a visit. It's a house call. It's not, hey, I see you're struggling, let me move in and help you out. Because... You have 18 years of mom and dad time. And by the time you're, like, itching to get out that door and just start your own life, it's like, okay, thank you. We have that nice space. Like, if I need to call you up, 
for with a question and you say, hey, how you're doing? That's great. You know, but you at least have your separate spaces. But to have them move in is just like, I feel like I'm a kid again and you're telling me what to do. It's like, I don't like that. Like, I, I still love you, but I can love you from a distance, too. So, yeah, and she turns to Jesse and Joey's like, Jesse, Joey, you are young and single and you've devoted two years of your lives to raising this family. Here's your big opportunity. You can move out and get on with your lives. And the guys look at each other like... No, we we like it here. This is this setup is what we wanted. We all take care of each other in a way. It's like, uh, see, guys, I told you it was gonna blow up in your face eventually. This is not a good thing, because Grandma is moving in for good. And even the girls, you know, Stephanie and DJ, because Michelle has no uh, qualms about it, because she's like two and a half, three years old. But. TJ and Stephanie are just, oh, God. And they're really thinking, like, all these dinners are going to be so huge. <sighs> like I said, another thing goes back to, you know, a visiting relative. It's nice for a bit, but after a while, it's just like, when are you leaving? <laughs> uh. There you go. Mm, I can't remember when I had a meal with so much delicious food. <laughs> I can. It was lunch. <laughs> How do you like your Brussels sprouts? Uh, Mom, steamed to perfection, as usual. <laughs> you eat it, Michelle. Yeah. Yeah, don't give those to her. Did you boys write any commercials today? Yes. No. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but the point is, Claire, we couldn't have done anything without you. Oh, hey, I'm glad to help out. In fact, if you want me to stay a little longer, I'm available. Hey, that's a great idea. I mean, why rush back home? Yeah, hey, you're making our life a breeze, Claire. <laughs> Claire! <laughs> you guys are right, Mom. I don't know how we've survived without you. You really mean it? Yeah! yeah. Well, if you guys really need me that much, I guess the only logical thing would be for me to move in. Move in? Here? Yeah, sure. I mean, that would be... Listen, Joey and Jesse, you guys are young and you're single and you've devoted two years of your lives raising this family. Now, here's your big opportunity. You can move out and get on with your own lives. Because Grandma is moving in for good. <laughs> so, of course, we go to commercial. We come back. And Stephanie's like, Grandma, are you really moving in? But DJ stands up worried. Like, guys, are you really moving out? And they're like, no. No, we're... <laughs> like, Danny, this has gone on long enough. You need to be an adult and say something to your mother. And Jesse actually is the one who kind of tells Claire, point blank, he's like, Claire, this is my family now. I don't want these girls growing up without me. And even Joey's like the same way. I mean, and he's like, or me, I can't leave. I was just chosen to be Stephanie's honeybee hive mother. Claire's solution to this is like, oh, well, Jesse, you can just move downstairs with Joey because she plans on taking over Jesse's old room. <laughs> to the point where she's in there at one point with measuring tape. But she's like, we'll get you guys bunk beds. Joey, of course, is like, yes! And it's like, I don't think so. 
That is not a solution. It's like already she hasn't even officially moved in yet and she's already saying, well, I'm going to take over your room, Jesse. I hope you don't mind. You can move downstairs into the basement with Joey. Like, uh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. That is not how it's going to go. So Claire goes over to Danny. He's like, well, what do you think? Danny's like, well, I think bunk beds make a lot of sense. Like, Danny, 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 please, please, please. <laughs> Talk to your mother. Not here in front of the family, but you guys do need to sit down and have a logical talk about all of this. There's a lot he needs to air out. Not just the Brussels sprouts, but just her, you know, being there. And it's like, it's great for you to visit and stuff, but this the idea of moving in just doesn't... We have a system here. We like it. We really don't want you to come in and disrupt it. So, Claire grabs Michelle and says, Come on, sweetie, we're going to get you ready for your new bed. And Michelle starts toddling out of the kitchen in the living room. Like, my new bed! Come on, Granny Tanny! I love this. And I love how Doris Roberts is just like, Oh, here I come, I'm going to get you! <laughs> Joey, of course, is so down for this bunk bed scenario. Like, hey, I got dibs on the top bunk. And Jesse is like, We're not getting any bunk beds, huh? No, he just said, we're not getting any bunk beds. Like, we're not, this is not happening. I know how much Joey craved having a sibling in his, as a child and probably wanted bunk beds as a child for, you know, all those friends that he was going to make and all the sleepovers he was going to have. But uh, that, re that reality guy, um, dash that. So Jesse turns to Danny like, hey, what are we going to do here about your mom? And Danny's like, hey, nobody panic. Look, it's just a misunderstanding. Things kind of blew up in our faces. We made her think her, that we need her more than we actually do. And it's like, yep. That's what you get for lying to her. And of course, Stephanie is just guilty conscience. She feels horrible for lying. Like, so I was right. We were lying. She's like, shame on us. So Joey's like, hey, Steph, we're all innocent here. This is all on your dad. Danny, you gotta tell your mother we don't really need her. And I'm just kind of looking at Jody Sweeten's hair at this point. Because it seems like in season two and then maybe early, well, this is actually early season three, you can definitely tell her curls aren't, like, tightly up against the back of her head. It's more, they're loose to the point where... Her hair is, you know, season four, it's going to be just straight, which is probably just as well, because I'm sure the hairdresser on the show, can you imagine having to curl that all the time? Because I believe Jody Sweeten's hair is naturally straight. They probably curled it for the show. Even in season one, it had little bit, you know, little curls towards the end of the hair, but it wasn't like curly mountain curled up against, you know, like a crown of curls, you know, or like a, like a, a mane of curls. It looks like, yeah, it's kind of transitioning. Like, definitely it's not going to be, you know. Or maybe it just depends on, you know, this episode, so. I mean, it is the middle of the afternoon here. Danny, of course, is worried about breaking his mom's heart. And Jesse's like, hey, what's wrong? Are you afraid to tell your mom the truth? Danny's like, oh, don't worry. I can be honest with my mom. As he stands up and all these Brussels sprouts that he's been hiding under his napkin on his lap just come tumbling out onto the floor. Annie, what are you gonna learn? Those are wasted Brussels sprouts. She made those for him. No one else was eating them. 
So basically she made those for nothing. Danny, that's a waste. There's like 10 to 15 Brussels sprouts that, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. There's like 11 there, 12, 15. And Danny's like, oh wow, I was wondering where those Brussels sprouts went to. Well, clearly they're not in your belly. Grandma, are you really moving in? Yes. Guys, are you really moving out? No. <laughs> this, is, this is my family now. I don't want these girls growing up without me. Or me. I can't leave. I was just chosen to be Stephanie's honeybee hive mother. <laughs> well, listen, that's even better. Oh, Jesse, you hmm. know what? You move downstairs with Joey, and we'll get you guys bunk beds. Yes, bunk beds! <laughs> What do you think, Danny? Huh? Oh, well, I think bunk beds make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, my little angel. Come on. <laughs> I gotta get you ready for your new bed. My new bed. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, Granny Tammy. <laughs> 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 yeah, I got dibs on the top bunk. We're not getting any bunk beds. Yeah, really, Joey. Danny, what are we gonna do here? Hey, nobody panic. It's just a little misunderstanding. We may have done too good a job of making my mother feel needed. That's what we get for lying to her. So I was right. We were lying. Shame on us. No, we're innocent. It's your father who put this whole scam together. Yeah, really, Danny. Danny, you got to tell your mother that we really don't need her. Oh, man. I would break her heart. What's the matter? Are you afraid to tell your mom the truth? Hey, don't worry. I can be honest with my mom. <laughs> I was wondering where those Brussels sprouts went to. On her new bed, Jesse has just got all these pillows, two behind her head, one on either side of her. I'm like, I get, you know, this is her first night in a big girl bed. She doesn't have the sides of the crib for security protection. And he's just, Jesse's afraid, like, well, what if she rolls over the night and falls out of the bed? Because it's like, what, a, a one foot drop maybe to the floor, possibly? I mean, it's been a while since I've been a kid, but I don't remember being that young and rolling around so much that I fell out of bed. I do remember, how old was I? I'm... It might have been when I was living at my dad's and I, like, stayed the night at my aunt and uncle's house. And for whatever reason, I ended up rolling off the bed onto the floor. But it was just, like, a regular bed. It's not like I rolled off the top of the bunk, top bunk off a bunk bed or anything. I could not, I would not be into bunk bed. I just, I think... Yeah, because I went to the um, family outing back in 2013, and there was a bunk bed there, but I was on the bottom bunk. And I, I just, like, I think I tried the top bunk just to check it out. I'm like, there's no way I could sleep up here. That ceiling is too close to my face. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I get it. Jesse's just a little worried. Like, he wants to make sure, you know, she's got that comfort and that security. Okay, Jesse. I get it. But now it's like, He's He's got, like I said, two pillows behind, one on either side of her, and now he takes a stuffed animal and kind of shoves it right down the middle. So it's like she is protected from 
basically and she's not gonna roll she's not gonna move anywhere because she's like smack dab in the middle surrounded by pillows and even Danny's just looking at Jesse with a smug look on his face like why don't you just bubble pack her so Jesse looked look Danny I'm sorry all right look she's little and she's round and she rolls easy I say we build her like a kind of a fence thing around here and Danny's like oh you mean like a crib like Jesse's realization like oh yeah we had one of those already didn't we and he's like you know we'll just we'll put him on the floor we'll put the pillows on the floor that way if something happens the pillow will be there to cushion her when she rolls out of bed so they kiss her good night and everything and this has got to be really hard because the night before she was in a crib right and that this is her first night in a bed that doesn't have the security of, you know, the bars there and everything like that to kind of keep her in and keep her, you know, feeling comfortable. You know, it's like, because she at one point, after the ladies turned out, she crawls out of the covers and is just kind of looking down and just that amount of space is like, whoa, baby, that is a drop. But then again, it's... Probably about the same amount of a drop as if you're crawling out of... A crib is going to be higher off the ground. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, she's more likely to get more injured climbing out of a crib than she is rolling out of a bed. Jesse finally convinces Danny to go talk to his mom. Okay, so what she does is she crawls out from under the covers and she crawls to the end of her bed where you got the footboard... And she's just kind of leaning over and just seeing, like, wow, this is high up. Of course, I mean, they shut the light up, but they did leave the door open. And you have the light coming in from the hallway. And Jesse's, like, right there, just outside the door. And he's like, Michelle, did you say something? And she says, I want my crib. He's like, oh, but you got this nice big girl bed. And he's going to, like, show her all the positives about having a, you know, a big girl bed. And... He calls it, like, the sweet spot. Okay, we gotta find the sweet spot in the bed. He's like, okay, you gotta get out of the bed and I'll show you. And he jumps into the bed. This grown man with his clothes and his shoes on. And he's just kind of moving around under the covers. Like, let me see here. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. Oh, this is the spot. This is the sweet spot right here. <laughs> he's like, you want to try it? You want to try to find it? So he gets out of the bed and he puts her in there. He's like, there we go. And he's, you know, putting the covers around her, getting her all comfy and everything. And he goes to leave again. And she's like, you're leaving me? And he's like, oh. Oh, no, I wouldn't leave you on your first night in your new bed. No, I was just going to uh, turn off the light and, oh, get a book here and read it in the dark. And I love how he's just, he's sitting with his back against her bed. And it's just, this is the sweetest moment here between Jets. I love this scene so much. But I'm going to play this whole clip real quick, so. Michelle, no. Why don't you just bubble pack her? <laughs> Danny, I'm sorry, but she's little and she's round and she rolls easy. I say we built kind of a fence thing around here. You mean like a crib? 
Oh, yeah, we had one of those already. <laughs> right, here, I'll put them on the floor just in case. Jess, you are always thinking. There we go. Good night. Mm. Night, Michelle. I love you. All right, Danny, go talk to your mother now. Okay. Michelle, did you say something? I want my crib. Michelle, cribs are for babies. You're a big girl now. See, the trick to a new bed is you gotta you gotta break it in, you know? You gotta get the feel of it. Alright, first let's check the shocks, okay? Here we go. Ready? Bada bing, bada bing, bada bing, bada bing, bada bing, bada bing, bada bing. That baby's got a good ride, doesn't it? Okay, and next, and most importantly, you gotta find the sweet spot. Now, the sweet spot is the place that makes you feel all nice and cozy and cuddly. <laughs> Get out, let me find it. <laughs> okay, all right, let me see, let me see. <gasps> That's it, I found it. Okay, you ready? Come on, let's see if you can get it. Here we go, ready? There we go. There, you're right in the sweet spot. Ah, uh, you're gonna sleep like a baby. I mean, like a big girl. Good night, little ankle biter. <laughs> Uncle Jesse. Yeah? Are you leaving me? Oh, no. I, I wouldn't leave you on your first night in your new bed. I, I was just going to turn off the lights. And find a good book. And read it in the dark. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's no problem, kid. I've been... Meaning to catch up on the bunny, the ducky, the turtle, and the frog. I love you. Right back at you, kid. before you know he helps her find the sweet spot in the bed he's like all right we got to check out the shocks in this bed we got to break it in and everything well and even before that he's when she says i want my crib he's like oh no cribs are for babies you're a big girl but i like how he's like kind of pressing down on the mattress like it's just it's cute and you just see she's enjoying it and you know when he goes to leave she's like are you leaving me? And he's like, oh, no, I wasn't leaving you. I was just going to turn off the light and grab a book and read it in the dark. And like I said, he's like leaning up against the side of her bed. And I, I just, I love the scene where she's touching his face and she's like, I love you. And he's like, right back at you, babe. And it's just, it's sweet. He gives her a kiss and he just leans his forehead against hers and she shuts her eyes. And it's just, not only do I love this moment, but as you listen to the music cue, I love this music cue. I just, I feel like we don't really hear, like, I think maybe they save it for these tender moments between Jesse and Michelle, but I just, I love the music cue. It's beautiful. So now it looks like it's the next morning. We're in the kitchen. Joey is washing a dish. Good for him. He's definitely come a long way since leaving that kitchen sink filled with, and the dishwasher filled with dishes, just overflowing with dishes. Like in season one, episode four, their turn of grandma, which you would have heard that podcast episode by this point. 
So Danny comes down and he's like, hey, let me give you a hand with those dishes. Or this dish that Joey's holding. And Joey yanks it right out of Danny's reach. Like, oh, you wouldn't perchance be down here avoiding your mother, would you? So Danny, of course, is stressed out. He doesn't know. This is a very sensitive subject for him to try to bring up to his mother. He's never confronted her when it comes to something like this. Not to mention the fact that he and the family have been lying to her, which is gonna be a hard blow. But also just admitting, like, look, it's you know we love having you here, but we really are able to, capable to do the, we have a system here. And we're all, you know, working together. We're all, you know, a family and everything like that. And we really just, we'd love for you to visit and everything. But this living is just not going to work. This could be in for any adult that has to, you know, go to their parent and broach like a difficult, you know, uncomfortable situation. You know, being honest and just saying, I have a, a problem. And it's not just this. I, you know, even the whole thing with the Brussels sprouts and everything will come back up. But, I mean, this isn't like a situation where Claire can't take... It's not like a ver- reversal situation where, oh, Claire can't take care of herself. And Danny has to put her in an assisted living center or something like that. That has probably got to be... I can imagine for any child to have a talk like that with their parent is got to be one of the hardest things. It's like, you can't take care of yourself. I can't take care of you. You can't live with me, but we need, and you can't live on your own, so we need to put you in a home. That's not this situation, but I'm just saying that's got to be one of the hardest talks that a child would have to have. You know, an adult child would have to have with their parent. Or like... What's a, another big one would be the day that your parent is no longer able to drive. Can you, can you imagine, like, as an adult having to lose your freedom and you don't have a say over it any longer? Your kids now are responsible for. And it's just, I mean, that that's kind of sad. Granted, I mean, I'm going a bit off topic with what's going on, but uh, I like kind of what. Joey and Jesse kind of proposed was like, hey, Danny, pretend, you know, pretend I'm Claire and talk to me. Just kind of work, you know, that way you can kind of run some lines and kind of decide, like, how do you feel is best to broach the subject here? Which I think this is good. You know, it's a, a good way to for Danny to practice. Just pretend I'm her. Say what you want to say to her, to me. Hey, pal, let me give you a hand with those. You wouldn't perchance be down here avoiding your mother, would you? (laughs) Joey, I I can't go up there and tell her that I lied to her. She'd be so disappointed in me. Look, Danny, if you're nervous about telling your mom that we really don't need her, start off with a small confession. Tell her how much you hate her Brussels sprouts. (laughs) I could never tell her that. Danny, this is pathetic. Now, pretend I'm your mother. My baby! Kiss me, you fool. Let me get that. Danny, I'm going to buy all your friends bunk beds. Is there anything you want to say to me? Yes, Mom. I hate Brussels sprouts. Oh, why don't you just put a knife through my heart? Joey, you're going to help me. That is exactly what she's going to say. So what if she does? 
Danny, it's time to stop acting like a little kid who's trying to make his mommy happy. Really? I guess you're right. Is of course wrong? I'm right. Now go up there and tell her the truth, man to mom. And don't forget, you're the man. <laughs> Thanks, Joey. You got it, pal. He's such a good boy. So yeah, I I like what Joey does here for Danny. It's like, look, just start off with a small confession. Just tell her how much you hate her Brussels sprouts. Now, what I would do in whoops, in this situation is like, don't say I hate your cook, I hate your Brussels sprouts. It's like, you know, she made them. Just say, honestly, I've never really been a fan of you know Brussels sprouts. I mean, I I love that you cook them for me. I, I love the way you can cook them, but I've just never been a big fan of them. And Joey's impersonation is basically Claire on day one. They hold, oh, kiss me, you fool. And just, oh my God, Joey. And the, but he's portraying Claire like she's 20 years older than what she is. <laughs> just like Joey. But that's his elderly lady voice. And it's just like, and... Danny's like, Mom, I really hate your Brussels sprouts. And of course, Joey's no help with saying, Oh my gosh, why didn't you stick a knife through my heart? I was like, oh my gosh, Joey, please, please. And Danny's like, see, I can't do it because that's exactly what she's going to be like. No, she's not, buddy. Dan Joey's like, Danny, you got to stop being the kind of guy that's just lying to your mother to make her happy. I mean, you need to be honest with her. So he finally is, he goes up to Jesse's room where he finds Claire measuring the room because she's pretty much taking over it as soon as she moves in, in her mind. And he's like, oh, what are you doing? And she's, <laughs> says, figuring out how to fit six rooms of furniture in here. Um, I can tell you right now, there is no way in the world that you are in any possible fantasy land that you're fitting six rooms of furniture. She's got six rooms of furniture? Really? I mean, I can see a bedroom and a living room or a sitting area, but what other six rooms are you speaking about? She got, like, um, probably a china cabinet, a whole chest, a sewing table, all, a whole bunch of... Oh my, no, just... Bring enough that you'd be filling a room, but at least to the point where you can still move around. I mean, think about it. We brought a three-bedroom house's worth, of, basically a house worth of stuff, to a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. And a lot of that is my books. Well, and movies. But still. Danny starts off with, Mom, I've got something to tell you. And the way that she looks at him and says, What's wrong? You'd think that he were telling her, like, there's something physically wrong with him. Like, he's got, like, um, a, t a terminal illness or something. Just the way that she looked at like, Oh my gosh, my son, my son. It's like, Mom, what I gotta tell you is... And for a second there, I thought he said, was going to say something like, Mom, what I gotta tell you is really gonna hurt you. Like, no, there was none of that, because it's a sitcom. But he starts out with the, I hate Brussels sprouts. And she is so surprised, like, what? You do? Because she hates them too. She, I just kept making them for you because I thought you liked them. 
<laughs> oh, he's like, there, I said it, and now you know. And she slaps him on the arm, like, don't you ever scare me like that again. It's like, Danny, that I guess you want to tell your mom something important, but don't start with, Mom, I have something to tell you. Because just your tone of voice, your mannerisms, and she's probably thinking, my son has a terminal illness. Or, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with my grain. Her mind could be going in a bunch of different horrible directions of just thinking the worst. Oh, no, she says, who cares if you don't like Brussels sprouts? We can have eggplant. I've never had eggplant, but I would be interested to try it just once just to see if I liked it. I've had zucchini bread, which I like that. It almost seems to taste just like banana bread. Um, I never I made that myself. Jeremy's mom would make that quite a while ago. Does anyone else think that Jesse's jukebox is the coolest thing? It's got like these yellow lights on the side of it that are like tubes that I swear they have like liquid going up and down them. It's the coolest thing. Okay, so this is where he says, all my life I've been pretending to like Brussels sprouts just to make you happy. She just kind of laughs like, <laughs> that's crazy. I don't like Brussels sprouts either. I just kept making them for you because you said you liked them and you kept eating them. Or did he eat them? No, he didn't. <laughs> I kept cooking them for you because you said that you love them. And Danny's like, how could anybody love a vegetable that smells like feet? I've thought about asparagus and I heard, what's that saying about the asparagus that it makes your pee smell funny? Something like that? I I, I remember that that was a scene. Bruce, Welli Bruce Willis said something like that. Uh, his character did to... Uh, Michelle Fiverr, who played um, his wife in the movie The Story of Us, which I think came out in 99. It was a good movie, by the way. I liked it. So Claire sits down on Jesse's bed and kind of pulls Danny down next to her and just says, Danny, look, you didn't come up here to talk about vegetables, so what's really going on? So, what's the problem? <laughs> this is so hard. Um, Mom, I don't want to disappoint you. So, what's the problem, Danny? And Danny is just... It, I can imagine, I mean, you've keep, been keeping something from your mother for, you know, the Brussels sprouts, but just... He doesn't want to disappoint his mom. I get that. She tells him, you know, you've never disappointed me in your whole life. And he's like, oh, stay tuned. So he says, you know, when I saw how upset you were about your retirement and everything, I kind of asked everyone to pretend that we really needed you here. And just the look on her face, the shock, the hurt. It's, it's sad. I mean, I feel for Claire. She just almost feels like she's kind of being ambushed here. She's like, you lied to me? And Danny's like, I'm dirt and I'm scum and I should be sent to reform school. And... I mean, my heart kind of breaks at this. She's like, I feel so stupid. I thought everybody really needed me here. She looks at Danny and she's like, why did you do that to me? And Danny, of course, like any kid, you know, he's like, because I was just trying to please you. I was like, oh, buddy. He says how he'd been trying his whole life to be the perfect son. And she's like, honey, you are not the perfect son, but... 
I will love you all. I will always love you no matter what you do. And it's just so sweet. And Danny's just, you know, he's beating himself up about this. And Claire's, you know, comforting him. Like, it's, it's sad she feels like the way that she does and everything about not feeling, you know, them all wanting her and finding out like, oh, well, we don't really, it's not that they don't want her there. It's that, you know, they don't need her all day, every day there. It's, you know, your beck and call to keep shoveling f- food on your plate. This is so sweet. As she looks up and says, I am very proud of the man you turned out to be. This is, it's, yes, I mean, think about it. Danny was widowed at 29 years old. And just, he really took on a lot. I mean, Granny's got the guys to help, but it's like, that is a lot for, that is so young to have only been married for what, like 10, 11 years and have your spouse pass away and then you've got three kids. You also have a job. And everything, but he's he's taken on a lot. But with the help of the guys, it's like that all three of them really pulled together and are doing the best they can. I love how she's like, I can take a little bit of credit for you, the guy that you uh, grew up to be, and how proud I am of you. And they hug. And he's he's like, so you forgive me? And she's like, of course I forgive you, honey. She's like, I understand as she sits back down on Jesse's bed. I'm simply not needed here. And Danny goes over to him and he's like, well, not as a living maid. Danny's like, but the girls could sure use a grandmother in the neighborhood. And she just, I mean, her face just lights up at the idea of this. And she's like, really? And he's like, yeah, there's nothing keeping you in Tacoma. Like, yeah, we can find you an apartment somewhere in the city. She's like, you really mean that? And he's like, you know I've been trying to get you to move down here for years. But she's probably been divorced for probably a year or so. I mean, it's one thing to, you know, if you have a single parent who's just living on their own to get them to move. But if you have both your parents like, hey, move down to be closer to us. It's probably a harder sell. Oh, oh, she's in Seattle because in season one she was in Tacoma. Now, she must have moved to Seattle after she had uh, divorced her husband. All right. Okay. I, I kept thinking she was still in Tacoma. I was like, no, she's she must have moved to Seattle after her divorce. All right. It's like, hey, we'll go apartment hunting tomorrow. That's the thing. I mean, maybe he could even find a nice retirement community for her to, to live in. You know, so she can meet other people, you know, like herself. Maybe, you know, if she likes to play cards or something. Or, or just, I mean, she likes to paint. Maybe she can start a, a, a teach painting class or something like that. Or who knows? I mean, giving, you know, to volunteer work and stuff like that. You know, keep her busy. Keep her occupied. And again, they hug. Like, we'll go apartment hunting tomorrow. And she, like, touches his face and says, You are a wonderful son. And he's like, You are a wonderful mom. And then they start to, Oh, you're the best. No, you're the best. No, you're the... You, you. I love it. And it's so sad that we don't get to see Claire anymore after this. I don't even think we hear about her anymore. 
only reference we get to Danny's father is like in the apartment episode when um, DJ wants to go over to Steve's apartment and we find out that Kathy Santoni is having a baby. She's already married in high school and has a kid. And the fact that uh, Danny's like, oh, did we have that talk? She's, oh, he's like, how did that happen? And DJ's like, it's time you and grandpa had that talk. And Danny's like, we had that talk. Did we? You and I have that talk? She's like, yeah, we had that talk. <laughs> Look how she pulls back from the hunch. like, when did you get so tall? It's like, I've always been this tall. It's like, I've just been pretending to be shorter because I wanted to make you happy. <laughs> Danny. What you doing, Mom? Figuring out how to fit six rooms of furniture in here. You're not going to. <laughs> Mom, I, I've got something to tell you. What's wrong? Mom, what I gotta that tell you my is... Um, I hate Brussels sprouts. <laughs> there, I've said it, and now you know. Don't you ever scare me like that again. Really, Danny? <laughs> Who cares if you don't like Brussels sprouts? But we can have eggplants. Uh, what I'm trying to tell you is, all my life, I've been pretending to like Brussels sprouts just to make you happy. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't like Brussels sprouts either. I keep cooking them because you keep telling me you love them. How could anybody love a vegetable that smells like feet? Danny, <laughs> you didn't come up here to talk about vegetables. What's the problem? This is so hard. Um, Mom, I don't want to disappoint you. Oh, honey, you've never disappointed me in your entire life. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Uh, when, when I saw how upset you were about your retirement, I asked everybody to kind of pretend that we really needed you here. You lied to me? I'm dirt and I'm scum and I should be sent to a reform school. <laughs> I feel so stupid. I thought everybody really needed me here. Why did you do that to me? Because I was trying to please you. I spent my whole life trying to be the perfect son. Honey, you're not perfect. But I will always love you, no matter what you do. And I am very proud of the man you turned out to be. Which I can take just a little bit of credit for. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> So you forgive me? Uh, of course I forgive you, honey. I mean, I understand. It's just that I'm simply not needed here. Well, not as a live-in maid, but the girls could sure use a grandmother in the neighborhood. You really mean that? You know I've been trying to get you to move down here for years. Oh. There's nothing keeping you in Seattle. No. Come on. We'll go apartment hunting tomorrow. Oh, I like that. Oh, you are a wonderful son. You're a wonderful Oh, you are the best, honey. You're the, You're best. the best. You're the best. When did you get so tall? I've always been this tall. I've just been pretending to be shorter because I wanted to make you happy. <laughs> you are the best. Oh, you're the best. No, you are the best. You're the best. No, you're the best. You are the best.
Now, this is a cute scene between the girls. We have Stephanie and DJ on Stephanie's bed, and DJ is brushing Stephanie's hair. So, basically, kind of brushing off the curls and getting her ready for bed. And this is just kind of a trip down memory lane. Well, more for DJ than Stephanie, because Stephanie asked, DJ, do you remember when I was sleeping in a crib? Of course, DJ's like, yeah, life was so easy when you were behind bars. <laughs> oh, my God. And I love how somebody just kind of turns and glares at DJ, who just is, is grinning. <laughs> so Danny comes in with the news. Good news, girls. Grandma's going to move into an apartment in the neighborhood. And both the girls are ecstatic. Like, really? That's great. Wonderful. Yeah, I mean, at least Grandma's not going to be living under the same roof as them, so they have their space. I mean, they love their grandma, but, I mean, who doesn't? They just don't <laughs> necessarily want her living with them. And I leave, I love DJ's maturity here as she asks, like, is everything okay between you two? And Danny's like, everything is great. <laughs> I never have to eat Brussels sprouts again. You know, you could have saved yourself a lot of years of eating Brussels sprouts if you'd have just brought that up in the beginning. I get it, he wanted to be the perfect son and not, you know, disappoint his mom, but I don't think she would have been disappointed. Think of all the money she would have saved not buying Brussels sprouts. He does tell the girls... You know, he wants them to know that he was wrong asking them to lie. And he says, you know, even though his intention was to try to make his mother feel better. It's like, no, you need to be honest. And this kind of leads the girls into admitting things that they have kind of been holding back. Stephanie's all like, I hope you learned your lesson. And Danny's like, oh, I did. You know, if you ever do things to try to make me feel better... It's like, I would much rather you just tell me the truth, all right? <laughs> he kisses him goodnight, and then before he leaves, DJ's like, oh wait, Dad, just a minute, I did think of something. He's like, wow, already? <laughs> she says, which of course, I mean, I get it. I don't really love cleaning as much as you think I do. Well, of course you don't. Stephanie adds, neither do I. And Danny is surprised, like, you don't? It's like, Danny, come on, seriously. None of your kids inherited that cleanliness gene. And none of your grandkids did either. But then again, we don't know. Maybe Danielle might be the one that sparks the, the cleaning interest. I, I don't know. We, maybe she'll be a chip off the old grandpa. He has DJ scrub the grout in the shower. That is nasty. Not anyone that would be into that. Even for fun. Unless you're Danny Tanner. She's like, it's incredibly disgusting. And Danny's like, well, it is an acquired taste. Well, I guess for the Danny Tanners out in the world, they would agree with you. And here we go. Stephanie's like, you know, and I only asked Santa for a dustbuster because I knew you'd be proud of me. Who knew he would actually get me one? And of course, Danny decides to sit down at the table and explain about how a dustbuster is a very practical gift. The girls are just one thing after another after another. It's like, Dad, and then you made me and we don't hear what DJ says. <laughs> Do you remember when I was sleeping in the crib? Yeah. Life was so easy when you were behind bars. <laughs> Good news, girls. Your grandma is going to move into an apartment in the neighborhood. Thank goodness. Really? That's all right. So is everything okay between you two? Oh, everything is great. I never have to eat Brussels sprouts again. I want you guys to know that I was wrong asking you to lie, even though I was trying to make grandma feel better. 
Well, I hope you learned your lesson. Oh, I did. You know, if you ever do things to try and make me feel better, I'd much rather you just tell me the truth, okay? Okay. Okay, thanks. Good night. Good night, Dad. Good night. Good night. Oh, wait, Dad, just a minute. I thought of something. Already? Yeah. I don't really love cleaning as much as you think I do. Neither do I. You don't? No, especially scrubbing the grout in the shower. It's incredibly, totally disgusting. Well, it is an acquired taste. And I only asked Santa for a dust buster because I knew you'd be proud of me. I can't believe he actually brought me one. Well, dust buster is a very practical gift. All right, and that's the episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed Granny Tanny. So let me see, as far as best and worst outfit, I gotta go best, Jesse in that black tank top. Oh my goodness, he would look gorgeous. Worst, and I hate to say this, um, I really was not digging what um, Clara was wearing. I just was not, mm, not jiving with it. As far as runner-up for either, um... I don't really have one. So yeah, Jesse for best outfit, Claire for worst. Relatable character for this episode. And this is, a, is probably about as stretch as you could get for the relatable. But, you know, I remember when my older sister used to brush my hair. She even did a fringe braid for me. I think even in like maybe second grade or third grade one of them, I think she might have even done my hair for the class picture. It might have been third grade because I was nine at the time. Favorite character? I want to go with Michelle because, you know, this is kind of, I mean, it's not just Granny Tanny's episode, but M Michelle getting that bed and everything. It's just such, it's, it's a milestone moment because she's going from, you know, a baby in a crib to, you know, she's a toddler in a big girl bed. So, and I just think, and I love that bit so much. I do. I wonder if it was just either it was something that was bought in a store or whether it's something that one of the set crew kind of made. I don't know. I am looking at something here that shows um, a picture of Michelle's pencil bed. But then it also shows Max having it from Fuller House. And this is a bit of a stretch because... Even though the same pencils at the headboard are red and yellow, the board in between them, like the one that Michelle has, is more like the, the bars in between where the, um, the headboard are. And then Max's is pretty much a large piece of wood that's between the two pencils and kind of, you know, it's behind the pillow. But it definitely, the, the bed definitely looks kind of worn down. The pencils kind of look kind of worn down. Like the bed has been used for, so maybe they might have made adjustments. But, I mean, the idea that maybe it could be Michelle's old book, because I swear at some point... I don't think Michelle has that bed all the way to season 8. Because when they do... The... Hold on a second. Yes, I just looked it up on Hulu. So, season 6, episode 11, Designing Mothers, where Vicky's mother comes over and redoes the girls' room. Both 
Michelle and Stephanie kind of had the have the same bed frame, so the more likely the pencil bed was probably just put up into the crawl space or something for down the road would be my guess. Because if you think about it, when Michelle and Stephanie are sharing a room, Stephanie gets DJ's old bed with the red metal um, head and footboard. So, do I have a least favorite character for this episode? Because Michelle is my favorite, so do I have a least favorite this episode? I guess I could say, I mean, just Danny, based on the fact that he was having everyone kind of lie to Claire and say that they needed her when they really just should have said we enjoy having you here. But, I mean, just full on lying, I mean, you're kind of messing with someone's feelings, especially when it's your mother. <laughs> don't, don't do that. And even Stephanie was feeling guilty for lying. It's like, oh no, honey, it's okay. You're making someone feel good. So it does. it's not a bad thing. It's like, no, she was right to feel guilty. Because she, she knew it was wrong. Alright, let's talk about what's going to be next week's episode. Guys, this is the last episode in the Grandparents Day series. And for this one, you are going to want to have your tissues handy, have a little box of Kleenex by you, a little packet of Kleenex, because this one emotionally wrecks me every time I watch it. And that episode I'm talking about is Season 7, Episode 17, The Last Dance, which aired on February 8th, 1994. During his visit to San Francisco, Jesse's beloved grandfather, Papuli, who we actually, guys, we met Papuli and his wife, Gina in season four, episode one's premiere, Greek Week. So sadly, Papuli dies in his sleep. Jesse and Michelle are both devastated as they try to come to terms with his death. Because Jesse, of course, grew up going, you know, to Greece in the summers to spend time with his, you know, he and his grandpa were really, Papuli were really close, you know, you know, he was Papuli's little Jesse and Michelle was his little Michelle. And, and I'm like, I mean, mm, I can't up just thinking about it. So yeah, I'm gonna let the tears just roll because oh, this is such a hard episode. I actually lost my grandfather, my mom's dad, when I was seven going on eight. So at the time, I it was, it was the first death I had ever experienced in my family. And you know, I spent time with my grandpa and everything like that. I actually remember at the funeral, I ended up falling asleep. <laughs> Which, um, I remember the funeral, I swear it was like on a Saturday. My dad and I, before the funeral, had like gotten groceries. And there was someone outside of, um, the grocery store that was these, I think they were like March of Dimes or something. But it was like a, a red and white striped cane that looked like a candy cane. I remember I had that in my pocket at the funeral and I taking it out and I was looking at it. Yeah, because I remember when I fell asleep the halfway through the funeral, somebody was kind of nudging me awake. And at the time, I was actually seeing, because I had just previously that f fall had moved in with my aunt and uncle. And um, I was, you know, talking to a therapist, uh, a nun, who had actually come over 
to my aunt and uncle's house to see me. She had brought a book about a, a child that loses their grandparent and just kind of is asking me questions like, how are you feeling? Do you have any questions for me about, you know, regarding, you know, death and this and that and everything. So that was definitely, that was definitely a process because I would not have lost another person until my mom had passed away in... 2002 and by then of course I've been you know I'm familiar with death and everything like that by that time so and I was 20 years old so um but yeah this episode oh I remember when I watched it for the first time I was bawling my eyes out especially at the end with Jesse and Michelle it just it just is an emotional punch and both the Olsen twins and John Stamos knock it out of the park with their acting. So, yes, that is the last episode. You know, it's only three episodes in this Grandparents' Day series. And then, of course, November is going to be the back-to-school episodes. So, all right. As I said, if you want to email the podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. I always put the email address in the episode description. So, also, like I said, if you're a new listener, you like the podcast, if you got a sec, jump on the iTunes, leave a review. Every review the podcast gets does help it get noticed by other Full House fans like yourselves. And as I said before in the beginning, this is a clean Full House, Fuller House podcast, so listen to it with your kids around, get the kids into Full House and Fuller House and everything like that, so... Have a great week, everybody. And please be safe out there. Just take precautions. Stay healthy if you can. I mean, we are going into flu season. We're getting into October. And just... Guys, another thing. Stay positive. I know things are really bleak looking right now. And I know it's hard to stay positive. But just if you can find one shining moment in your life... Anything to cling to, whether it's your family, whether it's your pets, whether it's just a bright, shining, beautiful day, a cloudless sky, whatever you can find to hold on to and keep, you know, keep that hope alive and just, like I said, just try to stay positive. That's, for me, that's the only way I'm getting through this is doing my best, taking it one day at a time to stay positive going forward, so. Bye-bye, everybody.